Hello, and welcome to the Aristotle Full Throttle program. I am Neil the Badass Tyson. And I'm Batwoman. And we are here, high up among the cosmos, where, in my opinion, Batman, Batwoman, you belong. And Batman, for that matter. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil the Badass Tyson, you're... Your your advances, however inappropriate, are unwelcome. They're you know what they're unwelcome. They're unwelcome here. Well, let me just tell you something. Did you know that Jupiter's magnetic field, if it were visible, it would appear bigger than the moon in the sky. I didn't I didn't know that. That's actually interesting. Yes, and did you know that the surface. The hottest surface temperature is not Mercury, but Venus. And baby, if you were to ask me, you would have the hottest surface temperature. Listen, Neil, that's where it stops. You gotta stop right there, okay, Neil? You're just, you're being inappropriate. This is post me too. It's, I don't accept that type of, that type of uh, behavior from people, okay? I'm just trying to say that if your magnetic field were visible, it would be brighter than the sun. Neil, the badass Tyson, how many times do I have to... T hey, baby, I'm just... I know I'm Batwoman, okay? I'm not your baby. Point taken. I apologize. Okay, well, I don't forgive you yet. You know, Neil deGrasse, you... Why, why do you wear that hat? Well, I'm just I'm just trying to emulate my, one of my heroes, Galileo. Galileo, more like Galilemo. Hey, it's me, Ripley. And and it's me, the alien. Hi, Ripley. Listen, alien, Nick's that that cosplay. Welcome to the chat room. Welcome to on all the platforms. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We have so much fun here, right, Ripley? Will you just back off? Will you back off? Why? You're just a little bit too close with those with that pharyngeal jaw of yours. What? You don't like my pharyngeal jaw? Yeah, well, you might remember there's a very famous shot of me from Alien 3 where I'm trying to get away from your pharyngeal jaw. It's way too close. Oh, am I too close? Am I getting too close to you? Yeah. A little too close for comfort. You know, you could you could probably back up and pick up your socks. You leave your socks around. You've got like 14 feet. You leave all of your socks around this whole Nostromo, and it gets really cluttery. It's too much clutter around here. Sorry. Well. You know, Christmas is coming. I like socks. I like big, ugly socks. Can you make me a pair of socks? <laughs> I know that we're stuck on this alien ship together, and we're on a crash course for home, for Earth. And I know that you're intending on taking over Earth once we land on Earth because you're the perfect alien weapon. But I guess I can make this exception. I'll, I'll give you a stocking stuffers of socks. I'll stuff stockings in your stockings. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Anyway, welcome to the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. This is what we do here. We just have silly... We stuff silly chats. We talk about movies. Will you back off? Sorry. We talk about movies, and we talk about stuff, and we talk about popular culture, and sometimes politics, sometimes... Hey! 
You're getting too close to, for comfort. Oh, I'm sorry. I just get too excited. Now, <laughs> oh, hey, if you're watching the show already, I mean, come on, everybody. Happy Monday. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. There was some good news over this weekend, and it wasn't that the show was coming back on Monday. <laughs> it was that the United States decided to uh, oust the 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 dictator in chief <laughs> the guy that seemed to be uh, all about himself and not about uh, anyone else the malignant narcissist that was donald trump has been dethroned <laughs> and uh you know uh i'd like to see this guy aristotle full throttle dethroned but anyway i'll introduce you to him but anyway this is aristotle full throttle <laughs> Hey, everybody, welcome. This is Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle program. We talk about pop cu popular culture and movies and TV shows and stuff. And I like to hang out with you guys every day, five days a week at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Guys, if you're watching on Instagram, you can donate to the ACLU. If you're watching on Facebook, there's a link right there. Usually on the platforms, you can click on the link to donate to the ACLU. We're going to need the ACLU. Sure, we sure are. Am I right, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda is my co-pilot. Um, guys, t today we're specifically talking about Season 2, Episode 2 of The Mandalorian. And we're going to get into it. We're going to chat about it. We're going to have some fun. What's up, 420 artists? What's up, everybody on Twitch? Guys, we're taking off on Twitch. We're blowing up. We're blowing up bigger than my hair could even imagine. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. There was time to celebrate for a lot of people. If For a lot of people not named Trump. <laughs> I'm sure. Um... Man, oh man, I'm sure he had a great time. It's funny, I saw a good joke about him um, hanging out in a bunker. It's kind of like Baby Yoda trying to heal everybody. Sorry, I'll, I didn't let you get... All right, all right, you're getting, we're going to get to you, Baby Yoda. Just you wait, okay? <laughs> but guys, it was, uh, it, it was a time to celebrate. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> ding dong, the Don is done. That's what I say. Good golly, there's reason to look forward to the future now. <laughs> this thing. Guess what? Things are going to get boring again. We've got an old, old, old guy. What I was saying this whole time is like, how come you got this dude in the White House, Trump, and it seems so difficult? I mean, who could you want more? Biden is older. He's whiter. <sighs> He's not as orange. He's the oldest, whitest dude. That's what we do here in the United States. We elect old white dudes. But... We also, Vice President, elected Kamala Harris, who is like the first woman Vice President, the first biracial Vice President, the first woman of color. She's done, she a lot of firsts, and I think that's really important because there are little kids right now that were watching that, well, maybe they're not watching it right now, but on Saturday when they gave their victory speeches, they were looking at Kamala Harris standing up there accepting the will of the American people to elect her the Vice President of the United States. And they were thinking, oh, I could do that someday too. Because in the United States, which is 244 years old, there has not been one woman elected to that office. And there's been one brown man elected to the, pres the office of the presidency. One. One. In the entire 244 years. Now that's exceptional because... Given the fact that women are half the population, one half of the population, there seems to be things askew there, don't you think? Don't you think that there are things that are unbalanced? Speaking of unbalanced, 
We are here in this cave of forgotten dreams. I, Werner Hertog, a man who once dreamed he was a pig, or a pig that once dreamed he was a man. A man who once dreamed he was a president, but was always a pig. Just got voted out. His name was Trump. He was always a pig, if you ask me. It is true. What is it to be a man? What is it to be a pig? I do not know. I just know what it is to be a pig man in the stomach of a rock biter. Yeah, man, yeah. This is the rock biter. The classic rock biter. I was just listening to Harp. You gotta like Harp. Nancy and Ann Wilson in the band Harp. These dreams, a cave of forgotten dreams. La 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 la. Dun, da, 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 da. These dreams. I'm singing a song by heart. The cave of forgotten dreams. You know, there's so many dreams that you could have in America. But for so many young kids who dream they could be the president or vice president, now they can just for so many young girls, so many young people of color, so many young girls of color saw an example of Kamala Harris in 500 million years. I'm 500 million years old and I've never seen in the United States a female vice president. That's a long time. It's true. That's what I'm saying. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh... (laughs) All I'm saying is, I love when people say all I'm saying. Um, little kids need an example. They need to show a proof of concept. If you show them that you uh, that you can be a woman, you could be a person of color, that you could be a man of color, and you could be the president, that's more powerful than anything. It really is. The example. Humans learn from watching you. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> Hey, Notorious D.I.T. there on Instagram. Guys, we've got so much fun today. Did you guys watch, along with me on Friday, The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2? Because we've got a watch party. This is what we're going to do from now on. We're going to have a watch party of The Mandalorian on the Discord at around 6.15 on Fridays, which is Pacific Standard Time. If you join me on that watch party on the Discord... We're going to chat along and and talk about it while we're watching it. And then on Mondays, the following Monday, we're going to have a review show. Just stopped in to say Season 2 was the worst. Season 2, Episode 2 was the worst, says Notorious D.I.T. Well, we will have our opinions. Let's gather up our opinions. Do you agree? Do you disagree? We're going to talk about it. There was um, a lot of homages to lots of things in that episode. Um... I think The Mandalorian has now become the show where you go, at which point will The Mandalorian use his flamethrower? Because he uses his flamethrower in every single episode. And uh, sometimes you're like, yo, use your flamethrower, bro. (laughs) Sometimes you got to be like, how about that jetpack that you've got on? Why don't you try using your whistling birds? The child is a little jerk. The child just likes some eggs. He liked the eggs. That's what he's got to say about that. 
the child, he was just like, I don't care if this is the last of your species. I will eat all of your eggs. That I'm referring to, of course, is that frog alien. The frog alien who final she needed to uh, bring her eggs. She needed to be um, driven. She needed to be Uber-rided across the galaxy by, by our friend the Mandalorian. Mando! Guys, I think... Uh... Hey, everybody. Look at that electoral map. It's since filled in. Let's get rid of that electoral map. Don't you... Because <laughs> this happens to be the Carl Weathers Predator Weathers Report featuring the Action Jackson Accu Predator Weathers Forecast and Cardi B. So let's get rid of that map. Thank you. There's the Predator. Cardi B, what do you think about that? B, you sound like sonar. You sound like you're a sonar inside of a nuclear sub. What, why, why are you making that sound? You sound like the bleeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. All together. As if you were in space balls. Cardi B, if I was not mistaken, you would, I would mistake you for Michael Winslow. Anyway... Let me just say something. It has been revealed that episode four of season two of The Mandalorian was directed by yours truly, none other than me, Carl Weathers, Grief Karga, from The Mandalorian. You guys know me? I was also in Rocky. I was also in Rocky 2. I was also in Rocky 3. I was also in part of Rocky 4 before I got killed. And I also made a flashback appearance in Rocky 5. <laughs> All as Apollo Creed. And of course I was in Creed 1 and Creed 2. In like flashbacks. And in photos. <laughs> I was also in Predator. Along with Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who both went on to become governors of actual states. In America. I have not been a governor yet. But I did direct episode 4 of season 2 of The Mandalorian. It's going down to 58 degrees, a little partly cloudy, something. Anyway, this has been the Carl Weathers Predator Weathers Report featuring the Action Jackson Accu Predator Weathers Forecast and Cardi B. Wow. Did you guys know that? I'm excited. I'm, ex I'm excited to see episode four because I want to see what Grief Karga has to do. It's going to be a lot of Grief Karga scenes, I think. Woo! All right. Chardonnay, what do you think? Let's get Chardonnay's opinion. What do you think about Carl Weathers directing an episode of The Mandalorian? Chardonnay approves. He's the barometer. Guys, what did you think of the episode? I thought it was intense. It went by quickly. There were like little alien baby eggs. And then the little... little... Listen, if we don't remember, we got to recall that little baby the child, little baby the child, little baby child... This is baby child. This is baby Yoda child. <laughs> I just decided. Baby Yoda child. That's what your, your name is. Uh, he likes frogs. 
he has eaten alien frogs before. He sees an alien frog and he wants to eat it. Now, the alien frog in this movie, in this episode two of season two, was a gigantic frog. Of course he's going to eat their eggs. He's like, I like frogs. If there's anything we've learned from Baby Yoda Child is that he likes the frogs. But, uh, if you guys wanted to learn from Dr. Baby Yoda Fauci, I could teach you one thing or two. Okay? And then, uh, main, mainly, let me get, just give me glasses on. Hold on a second. Let me just... Oh, wait a second. Are you trying to heal me or something? I don't like you, okay? I don't like... I don't like... I don't like you. Listen, I, I'm cuter than him, right? You guys think I'm cuter than him? No? What are you talking about? They don't. You're not a hit. This is this baby baby Yoda child is a hit. All right, guys. Wow, wowzer. Biden just appointed all the doctors to his COVID task force. More doctors than every season of Doctor Who. Oh my gosh, Biden. He ain't even Biden his time anymore. Of course, guys. There's reason to celebrate because we're gonna get a new administration. We're gonna get. We're going to get people who are actually caring about science, who care about public health, who care about the environment. And you might be like, eh, whatever. I don't care about your mushy-gushy liberal feelings, right? But uh, to that I say, eh, go jump in a lake, maybe. <laughs> don't bring, uh, don't, do not wear a safety vest, a flotation device. Just jump in the lake, Okay. And hopefully you get the chills. Maybe you even get Girardia. I'm just saying that because, you know, if you don't have, what are the two things you need? Health, health care. Health care is, to many, considered a right. I would say that if you live in a society, there's an agreement that you all want to live together and work together toward a mutual uh, harmony, right? So in order to do that, why not take care of the people who live within the society? Again, I'll say this. If you don't care, if you want everybody for themselves, you want social Darwinism, go live in an anarchistic, an anarchy. If you want to live in, the, in a society, come on now. You got to have an environment in which you can live properly. You don't want to be ending up on Dagobah. Maybe you do, I don't know. Oh. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> you know, do, listen, I understand that Fire Fauci was trending the other, the other day. I took it very personally. But I got to say something. I, I All I am is the messenger. I'm just letting you know the information, okay? Some, sometimes the senators are grilling me. They're like, do you think it was a good idea to shut down the economy? I'm like, I don't care what you decide to do with this information. But the information is... Uh, this virus travels through the air through part particles, fomites... And if you want to cut down on that, wear a mask. If you want to stop the slow the spread, stay six feet apart or more. Keep your gatherings very low. Stay out. It's safer outdoors. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Stay outdoors. This is all I have to say. And people are like, do you think it was such a good idea to shut down the economy? I'm like, I don't care what you do. That's your job, okay? You're the government official. I'm just telling you how a thing works. All right? That's how it works. It's true. Dr. Fauci did not sit there and tell people whether it was good or not to do certain things. He's, he left that up to the officials to decide and the government bodies to decide. He just said, hey, let me just tell you how this thing works, okay? You decide what you want to do about that. Oh, boy, oh, boy.
boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I don't know. I didn't find that episode the worst. I think episode three, season one was the worst of The Mandalorian. <laughs> I did not like episode three of season one. I can't even remember it. There's a couple of episodes. I think that this episode was interesting because it just, it really did nothing to advance the plot <laughs> of the show. It was just like, okay, we're going to get stuck on a planet, on a Hothi planet. It reminded me of The Empire Strikes Back in its Hothiness and its series of unfortunate events and its Rathtar slash Minox spiders that were trying to eat the through the glass. Remember that? How does the Mandalorian fix his his um, Razor Crest ship if it breaks, if it falls? I thought the the it was definitely fun to watch. I agree with you, Jen the Fierce. I was having fun because I felt like it was in it. Um, where does he reload the Whistling Birds? Notorious Dit wants to know. Well, I thought of that too. Maybe he's got an extra pack. Maybe the Whistling Birds have to hatch. Who knows where he reloads them? Maybe he put it in an order. Maybe on his Amazon Prime, he's got to subscribe and save. Okay? He's like, oh, out of Whistling Birds, let me press the, the Amazon button. Get some more Whistling Birds. Every time he uses them, he runs out <laughs> of all of them. Did Cara Dune kill and resurrect Kulili? Get rid of Cara Dune and resurrect Kulili. Do we not like Cara Dune because of the actor's personal uh, political affiliation? Because I don't know about that. Because I have a problem with hating people who are artists for their political affiliation and also liking them for their political affiliation. I tend to like to, I tend to say, why don't we like them for their art? Like, for instance... That riff was written by Ted Nugent. And it's a great riff. K. Griff. <laughs> Except for the fact that Ted Nugent is a total nosebleed loser. <laughs> that's, that's a great riff. Nobody could say that it's not. But you can say that Ted Nugent is a, is a low-life idiot. I will say that. He's a jerkweed. But, so Cardoon, I get it. It's Cardoon, she's the one. She's the one who's like, I like Trump. Okay. I don't think you should fire somebody for their political <laughs> leanings, to be honest. I don't think, uh, if that's what you're aiming at. I think, you know what? You can argue with them, but to exile them and tell them they, you can stop buying the... You can stop buying their things if you don't agree with them politically. But, um, you know, there's got to be a line drawn somewhere. Not everybody can get canceled for things. Um, I just think she's kind of wooden. She's definitely not... I would say fire her because she's not a good actor. <laughs> for sure. If she's not doing her job correctly or good enough, there's reason. Um, like Sofia Coppola in... Uh, 
The Godfather Three. Dad, Dad. That's a that's a deep cut, guys. Uh, I would like to thank Ryan Landfield for the uh, the astronomical the astronomical uh, information. <laughs> he's the he's the cosmological consultant of the show. Let me just say that the the sun's core releases energy equivalent to 100 billion nuclear bombs per second. And let me just tell you that you 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 blowing up. Neil, I don't appreciate your advances toward me. I'm Batwoman. I actually knew this already. I'm actually the greatest detective in the face of the planet. Okay, then. But can you detect this? A car ride to the nearest star at 70 miles per hour would last 356 billion years. Yeah, and that's how long it would take you to to ask me out on a date, because I would never go. They have a tumultuous relationship. Um... I like that she's allowed to be there and not love and not have a love interest. That's true. Uh, so I guess I like her character in the abstract. That's true. It's interesting that there's like there's always the love interest angle on every show on all the things. But it's it's one side of the coin is saying, hey, that's good that there's no like, for instance, Ray almost made it. Ray almost made it to the end of the Star Wars movies without having a love interest, but uh, you know, Ray Skywalker. She almost made it to the end of Episode Nine without having a love interest, but then, of course, you know, there was an awkward kiss with her and Kylo Ren, and you're just like, "But here's the thing: there's two sides to that coin, Jen. Some people, when I was talking to them about Star Wars Episode Eight, and I was like, "Oh God, I cannot, don't, I don't like the the weird." relationship that Ray and um, Kylo Ren would have, I would talk to people and they were like, oh my god, will they just kiss already? So they're watching a whole different movie than I am. <laughs> they're hoping for all different things. So some people, a lot of times in the audience, are hoping that people can, that they can live out vicariously their fantasies through the characters and have them make out. <laughs> so, but I agree with you. Not everybody has to have a love interest. It doesn't really matter. Hey, 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 Ripley, what is it? Do you, are we love interest? No, we're just awkward roommates. Oh, you, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of like the odd couple. Uh, I think I, I think I, I can't dispute that. It does really remind me of the odd couple as well. I mean, we're just an odd couple. Doesn't mean that we're love interests. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Ripley. Hey, Ripley. What? Why are you so close to me? I just wanted. I just wanted to. Your pharyngeal jaw is scratching my. What? Your pharyngeal jaw. It's scratching my ear. You. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll be over here. Anyway, hey, Ripley. What? You still gonna get me socks for Christmas? Yeah. Where are you going to get socks? 
I don't know. I'll just like repurpose like a pair of a t-shirt or something. Let's like sew them. Oh, we have a sewing machine. Yeah. We have, where's the sewing machine? You, of course you. We, we, I don't know. We've got like a clothing replicator on here or something, right? I I don't know. I'm not even human. I, I just I'm a stowaway. You picked me up on LV forty six. Get away from me, you creep. Oh. Get away from me, you. Hey, Victoria, vicariously, I live while the emperor dies. Oh, boy, oh, boy, that emperor. They just brought the emperor back in episode nine. They were like, we're out of ideas, guys. <laughs> Where Disney was like, oh, we have to come up with new Star Wars movies? After we bought Star Wars, we paid for Star Wars, and then they had to invent new Star Wars ideas. They were not, they were not too good at that and the same argument can be made by the mandalorian okay season two was a lot of greatest hits again a lot of greatest hits x-wings hoth's planet alien spiders <laughs> alien spiders hey, hey hey ripley what did you see the last episode of mandalorian yeah yeah we were we were watching it together the other day Oh yeah, what'd you think about those alien eggs? I, I, I gotta, I can't lie, I'm not gonna lie. It did remind me of your your own brood, your own egg brood that I destroyed. I f yeah, I remember that. I, you totally flamethrowed all my baby eggs. Yeah. Yeah, you, you like, you burned them up with that very flamethrower that you have right there. Yeah, about that. Yeah, what do you have to say about that? Um, I'm sorry. All right, that's cool. As long as you get me socks for Christmas, I'm cool with that, okay? I mean, I could always lay like 5,000 more eggs like at any point. At any point, I could just lay a million more eggs. And at any point, I can burn those eggs. Yeah, there were a lot of alien eggs in this episode of The Mandalorian, guys. And, uh... Were you grossed out when the baby little Yoda ate them eggs? I was not. I was like, I would like a bite of one of those frog eggs. They look like proteinous. Um, <clears throat> and yet, Kathleen Kennedy doesn't trust women to direct Star Wars. Yeah, guys, by the way, have you noticed that all of the Star Wars movies ever have been directed by, this might surprise you, white dudes. <laughs> Every single one. Of the Star Wars movies. Except for, wait, hold on a second. None of them. <laughs> They're all directed by white dudes. And uh, Kathleen Kennedy, I have a problem with Kathleen Kennedy. I think she fundamentally is, does not, I mean, th this is kind of debatable, but not really. She's an incredible producer. She has her name on some of the greatest movies, or at least the most box office earnings. <laughs> the highest, uh, the richest the movies that made the most money, she's got her name on. However, I don't think she fundamentally understood Star Wars when she became dubbed the producer. I think that George Lucas was doing a... Um, I don't know. George Lucas kind of handed the mantle to Kath Kathleen Kennedy. He said, I will sell you Disney Star Wars if you give Kathleen Kennedy... She said, he said, I will sell you Lucasfilm if I, I give... 
if Kathleen Kennedy runs it. How, but, you know, she doesn't really... She just was. She always seemed so super surprised w- with the uh, the fandom, the level of rabid fandom that people showed for the Star Wars property. She just always seemed genuinely surprised. She's like, "Wow, people really seem to like this." Hmm. So that to me told me a lot about her understanding of the property, which was not much. Um. Yeah, I almost threw up when he ate the spider egg. Because, listen, Baby Yoda. Listen, Baby Yoda child. I don't agree. He, he'll just eat what he liked, though. Baby Yoda child will like what he liked, and he's going to eat those alien eggs. Um, He can't help it. If Baby Yoda eating those eggs is so wrong, he's like, then I don't want to be right. Guys on Instagram Live, if you want to donate to the ACLU, you could do that. And I would appreciate that. We've raised hundreds of dollars for the ACLU. We've got a, a good thing going over here at Aristotle Full Throttle. It's five days a week, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We talk about popular culture, mostly movies and TV shows and stuff like that, but also culture. We like to be cultured over here. Also, also, the the goal is... To be dumb. As dumb as we can be. Let's get as dumb as we can get. Guys, you might notice there's a new bobblehead. Malin Khan as Ace Ventura. Right down here. Ace Ventura, Malin Khan. We've got a brand new one. Clownsy. He came from YouTube. I was in your underdog stream and decided to join Twitch instead of YouTube. Thank you so much, Clownsy. Can we get a, can we get a round of applause for Clownsy for coming over to Twitch? Look, he's using the force. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming over. This is fun. Twitch is great. I just recently became an affiliate on Twitch, so keep telling your friends to join and sign up on Twitch because it helps. It helps because, you know, we're in a pandemic, and you got to do what you got to do when your skills are playing music and being on TV. Those are my skills. And uh, we're using them. Thank you so much. Twitch is superior. Jen the Fierce agrees. One out of one Jen the Fierces agree. Twitch is superior. But guys, what was your favorite part of the episode? My favorite part of the episode was the X-Wing battle and also the speeder bike sequence in the beginning was a great cold open. If you remember the beginning of season two, episode two of The Mandalorian, um, The Passenger, it's called, there was a speeder bike sequence that was very reminiscent of every speeder bike sequence in all of Star Wars. <laughs> it is the greatest hits. I think they're slowly chipping away at a new lore. Do you think that this is the way? When they say this is the way? Do you think that that's a good new thing that they've added to Star Wars? Ludwig's hip-hop rendition of the March of the Resistance motif it was fire. Oh, yeah. Ludwig uh, Gorenson is so good. I, I have a friend who said that he wishes that the Star Wars soundtrack... Now, Ludwig Gorenson is the musician who composes the, 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 the theme. He's a musician, first and foremost, who you will know because he's on a lot of... Uh, he collaborates with Childish Gambino, but now he's like 
the guy to call to be the soundtrack musician to score television shows and movies. He's actually scoring Dune, <laughs> I think. This dude is the guy to call now. He's the new hot young musician to get on the soundtrack of your show or movie. And he came up with, composed the theme song to The Mandalorian using recorders. It's a bunch of recorders. He got a bass recorder. So it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, that is on a recorder, which is, uh, oh, Hans is doing, doing. Thank you for that correction. I think I, I just heard today Ludwig Gordonson is working on something. And um, let's see. It's something that is popular coming up, and I just heard it today. Let's, this dude, he's so, uh, oh, he did Creed, the Creed movies. He does work a lot with, um, with our man Ryan Coogler. And uh, the dude is just, he's just like the guy to call right now. Black Panther, This Is America. Yeah, he did, let's see. If anybody knows what the next movie he's working on, as I know it's a big, it's a big, highly anticipated movie. But he did, I really liked the soundtrack to this episode. Tenet. Tenet. That was the one. That's already out, so I don't know. They swapped Tenet and Dune. So, yeah, it was him working with, that's right. I saw some YouTube video or something with Ludwig Gordonson and Christopher Nolan chatting about the music of Tenet. Um, yeah, the dude... The music in The Mandalorian, I think, is one of the highlights. I think it's just really, really great. And I actually like that it is not reminiscent of the original Star Wars. A friend of mine was like, I, we really wish it it emulated John Williams' style of composing. And I am very grateful that it doesn't. I'm very grateful that it is its own thing. That it is creating its own world of of its own sound and its own brand its own flavor packet <laughs> i'm so grateful for that actually uh i think that i'm actually really stoked that john williams got to compose the theme music for all nine of the skywalker episodes i thought that was pretty great I think that that's legendary. He will always have that, even though Episode Nine is the absolute worst Star Wars of all the Star Wars is ever Star Warsed. I'm going to say it. I'm going to declare that now. I was thinking about it today. I always say that Episode Two is the worst, Attack of the Clones, because it's friggin' terrible. It's almost unwatchable for me, Episode Two, but it has some valuable, interesting history <laughs> that George that came out of George Lucas's head. And I think George Lucas has always, for better or for worse, come up with good ideas to put in his movies and not really know how to direct them well, like episodes one through three. But he always has some interesting, good ideas. Let's just say he's always got new ideas. I don't know if they're interesting. I don't know if they're just for better or for worse. George Lucas comes up with some ideas. Um, and and isn't afraid to put them in his movies. I think Disney at this point is really afraid to put those, to lean on coming up with fresh, original Star Wars content. They are so good at tickling those nostalgia buttons inside your brain. And uh, so far, so good. But come on, let's get a little bit of, let's get a little bit of new stuff. You know what I mean? Let's get, let me get some Ludwig Gordonson style 
composition, like that new freshness. Rub some of that freshness on some new stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, I know exactly what you mean. I am from the 60s. I have cheese nips. Hey guys, you want to buy a shirt? Uh, can you guys hear that? Can you guys hear my ta- my shirt talking? Yeah, I think they can hear my sh- I think I think they can hear it, but no one else can. Oh good. Goody. I am Batman. I'm a little bit drunk. Uh, but it is five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock whenever the show starts, and you were drunk way before this. Listen, shirt. Aristotle, full throttled shirt. Yeah? Can I tell them where they can get a shirt? Yeah. You, can get, you guys can get a shirt at Teespring. There will be new shirts. I promise. There will be new, brand new shirts. Yeah. There will be, there will be new shirts. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. I, uh, hello, I'm Robocop. I'm Robocop to push. Hello. Sorry, there's some technical difficulties. If ever there's a pause, if ever there's a pause, it's because of robo, there's robo difficulties. Thank you, Jen LaFierce, for putting the link in the stream. You guys can get a t-shirt. There will be new t-shirts with the help of Ange and Jen. We will have new t-shirts. They won't fit me. Do you guys have an extra, extra, extra large with like six armholes? Because I have six arms. I need a shirt. I'm Robocoptopus. Robocoptopus, trademark, copyright, registered, 2020, all rights reserved, brought to you by Chris New and Oliver Williams. I could use an extra, extra, extra large with extra holes. For, maybe I'll just cut the holes for my arms. I have arms coming out of my back. I'm Robocoptopus. See, I think the shirt would be great. I think I could wear a shirt. I could wear an Aristotle full throttle shirt. And, uh be the envy of the entire police department. You know, they really don't need an entire police department because I can do eight things at once. Somewhere there are eight crimes happening. I'm part man, part cop. Six other parts octopus, I think. Some, some, some other thing like that. <sighs> please, please put on your comedy. Please put down your com- please put down your comedy. Why? What are you gonna do? Uh, I will be authorized to use acoustic acoustical force. Acoustic force? Yes, I will be authorized to use acoustical force on you. Uh, in what way? You see, I'm made of pure titanium and adamantium and vibranium. I will be authorized to destroy you with my horrible. I'm Ed Sheeran 209. Oh damn. That's scary. Don't don't use don't you try I'll I'll use it. I'll use it. Are you gonna use are you, are you gonna use your terrible music on me? I am not afraid to use my terrible I'm in love with the same barbu. I'm in love with the same barbu. I'm in love with the uh oh. Oh my god. <laughs> it's working. I'm uh, I I I give up. I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> 
buy that for a dollar. Oh my god. Ah! Sorry. What was I talking about? Hans Zimmer. Did you think the episode felt more like Star Wars? Star, Star Trek Land of the Lost. It just felt so much more free of the usual trappings of Star Wars. Yeah, I think they're moving out of the the general kind of rehashing the whole thing. That It felt like an adventure. It felt like Indemando Jones. That's what the episode felt like. There were so many bugs. There were so many spiders. It felt it reminded me of an episode. It reminded me of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It reminded me of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with all the ants. You even had Dr. Mandible, who was the name of the ant, the ant in the episode. I thought that that was uh, Indy Mando Jones. That's what I call him. I think that that's, it's okay to lean into that. I think that the show is episodic. It's adventurous. They want... I would like to go on random adventures because we have the overarching storyline. Mando, gotta get the baby, baby child Yoda, baby Yoda child, back to his people. Are we going to find out who his people are? Is he a clone? We don't know. But one of the interesting things is they showed us that Boba Fett is still alive. So I think that that's going to be a major part of this episode, this season. We're going to be dealing a lot with how Mando and uh, Boba Fett are different as Mandalorians. Now, is do you think that Boba Fett's going to put his armor back on? Do you think that once he takes his armor off, armor off, or armor on, do you think that he's going to... Because the Mandalorian code is to, like, if you take the helmet off, the helmet is off, then you can never put it back on. So, random adventures are where it's at. I agree. It's like Kane in Kung Fu. He's going to walk the Earth and the other planets of the galaxy. He's going to walk the galaxy. He's going to be a Kane... He's going to be like Kane in Kung Fu, except he will not be replacing Bruce Lee with David Carradine just because, you know, political reasons. Um, aren't you out once you take it off? Yes, Jen the Fierce. Now, is Boba Fett an actual real Mandalorian? Because Jango Fett... Was he a Mandalorian? He kind of walked out. He walked around with no helmet on, Jango Fett. Exactly. Exactly. See that? We had the same thought, Ricky Elliott, at the same time. Jango Fett walked around without his helmet on, and he was... Was he a Mandalorian or not? Or was that a new thing that they introduced into the Mandalorian lore? The Mandalorian later. That's the way. You know, when they came up with this is the way for this season, like that's their saying. They're like, this is the way. Some, maybe there's a committee that are like, what's the way now? Now we can wear our helmets, do we take our helmets off? Do we get to wear socks? That's, this is the way. You know, I think that's how they vote. <laughs> they just sit around the committee and they're like, can we eat pork sausages? Because I, I like pork sausage. This is the way. I don't know. Maybe once... After the war, maybe they'll explain something because, you know, the Mandalorian is all about explaining things that uh, were Easter eggs in other shows, which I don't mind entirely. I think it's it feels integrated with the original Star Wars and, uh, you know, pretty neat. I think it's I was saying this last week. I think that Disney 
and Lucasfilm need to lean into the TV aspect of what they're doing with Star Wars because the movies were... <sighs> I don't know. I feel like the movies were an abject failure. The sequel trilogy. I don't think that they knew what the heck they were doing. They might have wanted to enter the TV realm first before tackling the Skywalker saga again. Let's see. Uh, I think there were Helmetless and Star Wars Rebels as well. Interesting. Guys, do you take the Star Wars Rebels, the Star Wars Clone Wars, do you take that into consideration? Do you take the extended universe, the books, and all of the comic books into consideration when you're watching your Star Wars? Or is the live-action Star Wars where it's at? Is the live-action Star Wars the end-all, be-all to what is canon? Yes. That's my opinion, anyway. I think that... Star Wars is a unique property. It is unique to film, I think. I think that Star Wars, the movies, are what George Lucas originally envisioned as a film, a unique two-film thing because of the way you can depict certain aspects of this story. It is a very special effects-driven property, and that was the idea behind, a lot behind George Lucas. He wanted to start a industrial light and magic and in order to do that he was like well let me show how you can create visual effects but also write an epic story to support those visual effects and he kind of reverse engineered he wagged that dog by making star wars actually a really fun and cool real feeling or at least real enough to suspend your disbelief universe galaxy far away so we were like oh this is this is a thing we can actually create and achieve and Filoni being the conveyor of rebels the carryover to rebels from that lucas driven world he's certainly become lucas jr yeah i think dave Filoni has a reverence and a love for for uh the star wars but <clears throat> I think there's a lot of good bits in the books and the comic books and the extended lore and the animation series, but I think what they're doing, which is kind of... I don't blame them, but I also think it's kind of a cheap move. They're really testing the audience for with comic books, animated series, and all of and the books and the extended lore. They're like, okay, let's just write a bunch of junk, try to extend the universe, and see what what sticks let's throw the spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks spaghetti because you know sometimes you like sometimes you need a spaghetti as i sit here in my cave of forgotten spaghetti i wish i could throw noodles pasta fettuccine rigatoni Tortellini against the wall. Ranzoni. Penne. Lasagna. I wish I could boil it and throw it against this wall to accompany these beautiful cave paintings from 40,000 years. But I cannot. Lo and behold, I am pastaless. I am penniless. I have no... I have... I have no gluten. I am glutinous. Glutinless. It is, uh... 
Hang on. I, I like balloons. Good golly, there's something going on, sorry. My Instagram feed is weird. My Instagram feed is doing weird things. Hold on, Instagram. Sorry. Guys, technical difficulties. It's like I'm flying the Millennium Falcon over here at Aristotle Full Throttle. I'm constantly banging on things. I'm tr constantly pulling things out. I'm like, let's get ready to go to jump to light speed, and then everything goes... This, this show is the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that is the best, the best metaphor for this show. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but we all love it, don't we? Sure do, maybe. You know, some people might look at this show and be like, what a piece of junk. I certainly watched the show and think that. <laughs> Me and my super friends were like, what are they doing in that hunk of junk? Uh, I'm almost shocked that it can make the jump to light speed. <laughs> but uh, uh, certainly, certainly, hey, hold on a second. Let me just, there's something going on here. Uh, I, I don't think that, if you guys could make the jump to zero speed, <laughs> you know, I'm Seth Rogen. I'm a comedian. I write comedy movies. I I know comedy. And you, sir, are no comedian. <laughs> ah. Seth Rogen reminding us of the famous line vice presidential candidate Lloyd Benson, Lloyd Benson said to vice presidential candidate uh, vice presidential candidate Dan Quayle in 1988. He said, you, sir, are no Kennedy. I remember that. I don't remember that. I saw only newsreel footage of that. Okay, I brought the Alphabet Squadron, but they haven't been... Did you guys like the new Republic X-Wings? Do you think that the X-Wing Squadron... Do you, do you find it disheartening that they work for the new Republic now? Now, the X-Wings in Star Wars were rebels. But once the fall of the Empire incurred, I liked that in episode one of season two, they showed the aftermath of the fall of the Emperor, Empire and the Emperor and the destruction of the Death Star, the second Death Star, that is. I liked seeing that because what does power like? It likes a vacuum. So there's a power vacuum. I wished that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars explored the power vacuum of the Star Wars universe, which this is what we get. We get that Old West power vacuum in The Mandalorian because you can't just reestablish a universe. I never liked the idea that Star Wars ever was not in chaos. I love the idea that we just are thrown into the middle of a world of chaos constantly. I don't like the idea of the prequel trilogy showing that everything was in order and there was a, sen a galactic senate and there was all of the ships were shiny and new and all of the cities were perfectly in, in perfect condition. I like that Star Wars is a transient era. Everything is looks like it's been lived in. The ships look like they were pieced together from junk. Everything is jury-rigged to work in the Star Wars world. It's not, never works seamlessly, and that's true to life. All technology is just, just think of this. 
Every piece of technology that you have right now, like every computer device, every electronic device that you are using today, 10, 15 years ago, you were not using it. You had a totally different thing. Everything is in transition. There's never a realized piece of technology. A, realized, a piece of technology is just... It's a promise. It's like, it's like my show. I can hope that things work. I can hope that the internet works. I can hope that, but there are so many extenuating factors when that will make your technology fail you every time, like the Millennium Falcon. This show is the Millennium Falcon. Well, oh boy. Ah. Ludwig Gorenson, man. I like classic rock. I'm the classic rock biter. And I sure do like that kind of thing. Peace should not exist in Star Wars. Yeah, because then what is it called? Star Pieces? You know what I mean? Like, why would Star Wars be Star Pieces? Star Peace. Baboo, that's boring. Hey, hey, Ripley. You don't have to stand so close. Oh, sorry. Uh, do you, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> of course I like Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars is like 80 years old, where I'm from, or like 120 years old, where I... Yeah, whatever. It's like, I, I gotta look up where you're from, like what part of the... It's anachronistic, sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, why do you ask if I love Star Wars? Anyway, I was thinking like, what if it, what if there was like make star love instead of star wars? Ugh. Did you know that I was originally in a movie called Star Beast? It was a movie called Star Beast was the original idea for the movie Alien. Star Beast, Star Beast. Stop eating my hair. Sorry, I've just I have an insatiable thirst for human flesh. Okay. Well, you can just eat the hair in the bathroom drain then. Okay. In the, in, the t in the tub, in the shower drain. Sure. You can just eat that hair. Oh, uh, fine. I'd buy that for a dollar. That's gross. Who would eat that hair? It doesn't seem appetizing at all, even if I were an alien with an insatiable thirst for human flesh and blood. Peace should not exist in Star Wars, I agree. It would not be called Star Wars if it were, there were peace. Should be called Star. Did you know in the eighties, Donald Reagan, uh, Donald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, he said that he wanted to call his missile defense program the Star Wars program because it was going to be like space space laser shooting missiles out of the sky. He wanted to call it the Star Wars program, and then George Lucas was like, "Nah, bro, you can't call it the Star Wars program because." I came up with Star Wars, and that's whole, that's totally not the point, you jerk. It's not about... My, these wars should take place in movies and <laughs> movies only. They should not take place in real life. I would never want you to use something that I have trademarked on a, on a, on a missile defense thing. That's what George Lucas said. He also said to uh, Android, I will license the name Droid to you. Because I came up with droid. George Lucas walking around everywhere like, I came up with all the ideas for Star Wars. 
Eat that. You can't really argue with <laughs> with that logic, can you? <laughs> George Lucas. He's a pretty smart guy. What we've learned today, guys, is that George Lucas, smart guy, came up with lots of good ideas. When they transferred that to Disney, maybe not so much. I do like a lot of the stuff that they are taking, mining from the comic books and the books and the animated series. But I don't know. Personally, I could take and leave all that stuff. Droid Lucas. <laughs> I personally can take and, and or leave the stuff that is t- that they have in the books of the Star Wars things. I just don't really feel like the medium lends itself to live action the best. Because it's got that old, gritty, dirty, old west real feeling. Like Part of the thing that makes Star Wars so great, what makes it unique is that it's a tangible world. One that you can look at and say, oh, those things exist in real life. And I can see that with my own two eyes. I think there's something gets taken away. This is just my opinion, obviously. Everybody can have their own version of Star Wars that they like. But for me, I feel like they're taking away uh, that reality that realistic representation when it's in a text when it's in a drawing when it's in a cartoon form i think it kind of defeats the perfect the purpose of having a imperfect broken realistic world um and that's just me that's just me because intrinsically in animation and stuff like that you can you've always been able to just draw anything you wanted and have anything you wanted but the stories are what matter most, I agree. And it's interesting that these new characters are being introduced. Like, Cobb Vanth was introduced in Season 2, Episode 1. I think that these characters are, um... Got an itch. Uh, you know, they're worth exploring. And that's what we're doing. The books, no shade to their authors, are hot trash compactor garbage. Hot trash <laughs> Yes. I, you know, I think there's something to that. <laughs> do the, now, do the, does it have like a like a one-eyeballed periscope alien that's going to eat you in that trash compactor? Into the shoot, flyboy. But they are definitely stronger than the films aimed at kids. Yeah. I don't know. I like... That Star Wars is accessible, yet I don't like that uh, when it's deliberately just okay. This is for kids, and we're going to put the kid gloves on for it because I think because I think kids can handle they can handle topics and subject matter more so than we give them credit for. I mean, if you look at all of Hans Christian Andersen's stories. The original stories, they're kids' tales, but they tell stories of, you know, that are pretty gruesome. Kids can take it. They can take the moral lesson. They can take, they can realize that the world is a harsh place, especially when it's in a galaxy far, far away. But we wouldn't have Ashoka without them. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have, hopefully they start mining the Ewok adventure and battle for Endor into the new and 
hopefully they can do the Star Wars Hollywood Holiday Special. Hollywood Holiday Special. Guys, if you want to watch a comment, live commentary of the Star Wars Holiday Special, it's on my channel. It's going to come up again this holiday season. And uh, me and my friend Oliver, we do a live commentary on that movie, So you on that TV show special. You can watch that special along with us on my channel. I think one of my things got a hit, but I did show you the actual holiday special. Or you can sync it up and watch the holiday special with us. It is a fun time. It's glorious. It's hilarious. Every Friday, we're going to watch The Mando together at 6.15 p.m. on the Pacific Standard Time. We're going to talk about Mando on Mondays. Aristotle Full Throttles five days a week, Monday through Friday. Pacific, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just like and share the video. I really appreciate Clownsy and the Ricky Elliott for coming over and being new, newfound uh, throttlers. And Jen the Fierce and Kay Griff and everybody. Is this Will? P not pictured. But uh, lots of people. Christian New. Nick's That Cosplay. Everybody. 420 Artist. You guys supporting the channel is so great. You guys watching every day is, is, uh, is really... It, it means everything. It's heartwarming. I appreciate your your participation and your geekery and your nerd nerdy habits of watching shows like this. Maybe I'll watch The Bachelor. Maybe I'll watch The Bachelorette. You might have to twist my arm, though. Maybe I'll end up watching one episode and I'll talk about it. But I will, I will try not to pull out all my hair. You might see a bald Aristotle Full Throttle if I try to watch one of those shows. Well, what did we learn today? Yes, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah, man, this is the way. That's the way, this is the way. I'm the classic rock potter and uh, Keenan Wells. Uh... I'm me on Twitch. You on both platforms, man. That's some that's some crazy stuff. That's the promise of technology. That's the way. Keenan like I'm in every type of platform. I'm in every medium. I'm I'm like the Star Wars novel. YouTube is like the Star Wars comic books. And Twitch is like the Star Wars TV shows and movies. That's where it's at. Guys, you're wonderful. Overall verdict. <laughs> Overall verdict of this episode of The Mandalorian. I think it was okay. It went fast. It was fun. It was gross. It had some really cool stuff. But it was really like one long scene. One long sequence. It didn't really... People don't seem to like Amy Sedaris. I liked Amy Sedaris. I think she's funny. She does kind of look like Ripley. What do you mean that she looks like me? Well, I think he's saying that she looks like you in the first. Let's back off. She she looks like she looks like you in the first Alien movie with your curly hair and your jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, but I got a haircut for Aliens. Remember, I got a shorter haircut. It's fifty-seven years. I was in I was in stasis. And then I decided to get a haircut and a first name. I have no first name in the first Alien movie. I have no first name. It's just Ripley. Yeah. But you do write Ellen on your underwear. What are you doing in my underwear drawer? Yeah. 
it's fun. We learned that the movie's a... That George Lucas is a, a genius. We learned that today, Baby Yoda. Uh-oh. He's gonna fall. Do not drop the baby. <laughs> um, we learned all of these things today. Uh, it's really trippy switching from YouTube to Twitch really fast. That must be weird. It's gotta be you're like you're jumping between between points in space. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you guys with this. Uh, <laughs> I think we I think we've done it all. I think we covered it. Guys, join me tomorrow. When, uh, or the next day, and the next day. Little Baby Yoda sounding like a Furby is more than, yes. Little Baby y baby Child Yoda. Uh, this is my magic drumstick wand. We had a wonderful, wonderful uh, weekend. I had a wonderful weekend. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I had a nice, cathartic, relaxing, good time. I enjoy watching The Mandalorian with you. If you guys want to join in the Discord, you can you can pledge at least $1 to the Patreon, which gives you access to the Discord. And on Discord, we have things like watch parties. We will watch The Mandalorian together and chat about it. If you want to support this channel, you can just subscribe, like, and share. It's very simple. Subscribe, like, and share. If you're watching on Twitter, subscribe, like, and share. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, and share. On all of the different platforms, it really does help support this channel, it, and I really am grateful for it. Thank you to Jen the Fierce. Thank you to Ange, who is also not pictured. But thank you to everybody who watches the show religiously, because <laughs> this is the way. I mean, there's other ways too, but I appreciate appreciate you guys doing this way. Um, I'm going to come up with a topic for tomorrow, and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be fun. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Don't eat too much spaghetti. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle, your bro with the fro, and I'll see you tomorrow. Or you can eat spaghetti. You can eat all the spaghetti. You can have so much spaghetti. It's spaghetti time. <laughs>